Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Middle League of Materials, Projectile Stadium, Logistics Committee, the Western Reporter, Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, and a little under the weather, Wiley. How are you, sir? That's a little under the weather is the understatement of the decade, man. Man, you are feeling really bad, aren't oh, you, buddy? I am, I am just death warmed over right now, man. In and fact, you've been it, sick all week long, too. Yeah, yeah, I got the damn flu. It's not COVID, though. I took a COVID test, but yeah, I'm just... It ain't the Rona. I'm so fucking low level of functioning at this point. It's not even funny. And I'm kind of pissed that you wouldn't scrub the show this week. Well, I mean, you're pissed. You you didn't say that until just this second. Yeah, I know. You you waited until we were all like, I got my computer running. I'm all set up right here, and then you're like, "Hey, man, let's just scrub the show this week." Yeah, man. you could have offered. But I woke up at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm up. I'm here. I'm right, going to do I'm this. Muting and my I'm mic. carrying I'm, this. I'm muting my mic. I'm carrying it's this. Your, it's your I'll carry this thing show. this week, man. Well, I'm going to start with the quote of the week, though. So I am going to start with the, with the quote of the week. If elected governor, I will fight to ensure constitutional rights are protected, and I will direct the attorney general to criminally prosecute any federal authorities that seek to violate the United States and Florida constitutions. This was said by Adrian Wiley. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I love the consistency that no matter who I get for a quote, you are just going to shit on them. Yeah, that was just even if you shit on yourself. Fucking naive asshole. <laughs> yeah. that oh, you're is. even in a better mood today. Ugh. Like, not only are you sick, but you're also in a little bit of a grumpy mood. Oh, I am. And I like, and, I, I, and it's going to make for great radio. This uh, this is like completely reevaluating my life type of illness here. Oh my you know what god! I'm saying? Oh, you got to feel. You know, like, so you're going to start eating healthy and shit like that. Fuck oh, no. no! Never mind. No, never no. mind. Never mind. I'm going to go live under a fucking overpass. That's what I'm going to fucking do. Now, okay, if you were to live under an overpass, what kind of no, homeless no, person? No, no, no. no. <laughs> read, read news. All right, here we go. So the, the first, I did want to get into a um, uh, into a uh, Uber story for the week. So it was Friday, which I got to tell you, for all the days that I that I would like that I drive on, Fridays are my least favorite days. Fridays are the worst days, and I think the reason why. They're the worst days is a couple different reasons. One, I feel like everybody's a little too hyper aggressive on Fridays. That's one. And two, the other thing is nobody seems to want to tip. However, so this Friday, what I ended up doing was I ended up picking up uh, four people because you always pick people up in fours on Fridays. For some, for some reason, I'm always getting groups of four because they're all going out or something like that. So, but this one, everybody has an open container of beer. So everybody's got a beer and a glass and shit like that. And in the glass that they have, you know, or it's a cup, it's a plastic cup, not a glass, but all of them have them in there and they're all getting in the vehicle. And so what I always like to tell people is, Hey, just so you know, in case those are, you know, beer that Florida law says, you're not allowed to have open containers in the thing. And the response from one of the guys, and this is the part that just kind of just riles me up a little bit here. Oh, that's okay. I'm with the PBA. I'm like, PBA? What's what, Paps Blue Ribbon? You know? Like, are you with Paps or whatever? No, no, no. I'm with a Police Benevolent Association. Right. I'm just like, you mother... Here's the thing. This is the same kind of fucking guy that would pull other people over and write them fucking tickets if they caught somebody doing this, but somehow they're allowed to do it. Again... Well, no, he's not a cop. No, he's, 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 look, he's, if he ain't cop, he's cop adjacent. No, no, he, he probably just got a call from a phone solicitor and, you know, gave him 20 bucks and got a sticker that says police below. No, him. no, no, no. This uh, guy looked like a cop. 
he would have he, he had a cop. He look. would have said he was a cop if he was a cop. I don't know. This is some dude who bought some Bertie Higgins tickets. You know, <laughs> from from some fucking, you know, uh, three time divorced uh, guy with uh, alimony and child support that he's not paying with a telemarketing job pretending to be. Yeah, this is Sergeant Davis of the police department. I wonder if you could help us out. Yeah, it, it, the whole you think it was that huh? the whole thing is oh, a that scam. Makes it even worse. The whole thing is a that scam. makes it that and, makes. It yeah. Even and worse. so this this fucking schlub really thinks that because he, uh, you know, paid uh, twenty five dollars for an annual membership to the police benevolence association that he can drink an open container in your car. Yeah. Which, again, you know, the thing about it is this, like, I don't really give a fuck about that rule. I'm sober. And you right. know what? If the people in the car want to be able to drink, I don't I don't really see a problem with that. They don't get the ticket. You do. Well, that's the problem, though. So, but at any rate, I just it just irked me on that. But it was Friday anyway. I, like I probably did like eight, nine rides on Friday, and got a total of five dollars as a tip from all nine rides. Wow! Which I, I again, I don't even like driving on Fridays anyway. But I ended up doing it for a little while. I actually ended up. <laughs> here's why I ended up doing it. So on Friday, when I wake up. Danielle and Kelly informed me that I need to drive to Largo at five o'clock to go put batteries in a door in one of the Airbnbs. Now, they could have told me that in the morning, could have told me that the day before when I wasn't already home and have to drive through five o'clock traffic in order to get down there. But at any rate, I wasn't happy about that. But at any rate, but we got it all. We got everything all squared away now, though. So I, when I got down there, I just turned it on and just kept kept going from there. So let's get into the first story now, though. The first story now: Feds ex Louisville police officer used law enforcement tech to help hack sexually explicit photos from women. So, <laughs> a former Louisville police uh, Metro Police Department officer used law enforcement. Uh, hold on, and here's the thing. The way this is discussed right here, a former Louisville Metro Police Police Department officer used law enforcement technology as part of a scheme that involved hacking the Snapchat accounts of young women and using sexually explicit photos and videos they had taken to extort them, federal prosecutors said in court documents filed on Tuesday. According to the sentencing memorandum, Brian Wilson used his law enforcement access. Here's the thing. He was a current law enforcement officer at the time, at least current enough to where he had access to the system. You know what I'm saying? Right. So according to the sentencing memorandum, Brian Wilson uses law enforcement access to accurate a powerful data combing software used by police departments to assist in investigations to obtain information about potential victims. He would then share that information with a hacker who would hack into private Snapchat accounts to obtain sexually explicit photos and videos. If sexually explicit material was obtained, Wilson would contact the women, threaten to post the photos and videos online and share them with their friends, families, employers, and coworkers unless more sexually explicit material was provided to him. Fucking what a piece of shit. Like, it, okay, and, I, and again, Adrian put this story in here, but I want to comment on this story like this. This is why, A, you shouldn't, the cops shouldn't have access to this type of technology because obviously they can't use it correctly. Because if you think that this is the only piece of abuse that they're doing, you're sadly mistaken. This is the one time that somebody got caught. And in all reality, I think it's almost like a, a sacrificial lamb of like you were doing it too much. Like if you were just using the photos for yourself, it'd be all right. But because you right. tried to extort the women, now we have to do something about this. And then the FBI gets involved at that point, and then they they gotta they have to go after somebody here. But this should be at a, at a minimum the entire department that had this software shouldn't be allowed to use the software. Like this should eliminate your ability to use it whatsoever, because obviously you can't handle the use of this equipment. Right. Like it just doesn't work that way. And it just imagine being one of the women that was sending like privately sending you know, Snapchat messages of naked of yourself naked to other people, which again, it's not something that I do, but I guess happens pretty frequently 
from what I understand, at least from driving women around, <laughs> it seems like it happens a little more frequently than than I would feel comfortable with. And because of this, though, cops, if the cops have this ability to be able to use this software program and then give it to a hacker, like, well, I, I just don't understand why we think that giving these guys these kinds of powers is okay. Because they can't, obviously, they can't not, Take advantage of well, it. Well, people need to understand that they have nothing private. You know, everything that you think in your life is private, none of it is. Yeah. None of it is. Unless you've gone to extraordinary lengths to uh, to make it so, which you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> you just haven't. Um, so, yeah, any anyone with access to this technology, which is pretty much every law enforcement agency in the country, which is essentially, you know, uh, probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have access to your shit anytime they want it. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> out of all those people, uh, chances are there's going to be a good percentage of them that are, uh, you know, just going to do bad things with it. Yeah. You know? Now, there's something I want to read something else from the article. Federal prosecutors wrote that during text exchanges attempting to extort women, Wilson called the victims sluts, whores and bitches. This combined with the extortion and the publishing of sexually explicit material online caused the victims untold psychological trauma prosecutors wrote. Now, here's the thing. The th- if you if you this is the mentality of far too many within law enforcement. And this is this us versus them mentality. This is the animal form. Some animals are more equal than other animals are. And that that you have far too many people in the law enforcement community that look down upon the citizenry and by being able to dehumanize the citizenry, look down upon the citizenry. This is where you get this kind of attitude and also this freewheeling nature of, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And I don't really care what anybody says, like, cause these people deserve it. Basically, right. like when you call them sluts, whores and bitches, they deserve it. They des- they don't deserve any more humanity. Basically. Well, you have to understand the, the mindset behind the, uh, I'm not going to say all, but a considerable number of people who go into law enforcement, it's the fact that they felt powerless their entire life. They, in a lot of cases, uh, felt that uh, um, they were the powerless one. They were the bullied one. They were the, you know, the, the one that needed to get back at somebody. And law enforcement is the way they do it. And they ended up, you know, taking that mindset. Once they get a little power with it, they want uh, retribution. Yeah. Uh, And that is a, you know, look, I I know it sounds like I'm, you know, just kind of being a dick in that. But in a lot of cases, that's what I've seen. You know, and that's not true across the board, but it's it's enough of a percentage of of law enforcement officers that it's a it's a real trend. I mean, you know, the kind of people that you grew up with who wanted to be cops. okay, and there were always some that were just like, you know great guys and they just always wanted to help people and that was really their mindset and then there were the others who were the kids that always had a chip on their shoulder or felt like they were picked on or got bullied or something like that and they wanted payback yes you know and maybe a lot of times they hated women you know maybe the you know the the no girls would go out with them and when they were younger and now they're you know they're gonna take it out on the world you know and and that's that exists you know people who seek power uh, in a lot of cases, seek it for purposes of, you know, retribution. You know, I don't want to say revenge because it's nonspecific, um, but it is a it is a psychological I think revenge on society. Yeah. In a way, in a way, like revenge on other yeah. humans. Yeah. Because you because you feel like you've I, been disrespected. I, I want I want some payback. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, no, that's and that's what and here's the thing. And, and a guy like this, you know, that's that's where you can see it's coming from. If he's just finding women uh, with sexually explicit photos and then, you know, going after them and calling them bitches and whores and sluts and all that stuff, you know, it's, it's clear that that's the kind of mindset he has. And, you know? and, and what we've done is we've created a system in which law enforcement has so many tools at their disposal, so many laws that you can break that... They have unlimited power. Right. And, to, and to, to, to add a little bit to this, prosecutors recommend that Wilson receive a sentence at the lowest end of the applicable sentencing guidelines as a result of his guilty plea 
to both the slushy gate charge and the cyber stalking charge. So the prosecutors in this case here are like, well, we should, you know, be as light on him as we can possibly be. A- again, the prosecutors at this point should be fired. If that's your comment and that's how you feel towards the general public and law enforcement where again, if you did a guilty plea and you did this as a as a private citizen, they wouldn't be saying this. Uh, they might. I don't think that they would. They might. I mean, it, they're still looking at 15 years and 10 years, respectively. That's so. the maximum, though. No. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's a maximum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like again, this is, you know. Oh, yeah. And it he was a cop Has been time. recommended to receive three years probation that with the condition that he work in community service. Yeah, no, not acceptable. What do you mean? How? Hold on. Right. Why do we want this guy to be able to use, the, to go towards the general public right now? Right. Yeah. How is that a good thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. your community service should be... Here's the thing. You know what his community service should be? He should have to work at a jerk shop and pick up and, and clean up after each man. That's what he should have to do. He should have to work at a jerk shop and literally scrub the floors clean. But you didn't like that? That, that was a bit extreme. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm being extreme now. Okay, let's move into the next story here. And again, look, let me let me also just say this. Kudos for Adrian. Adrian is really being a champ today, by the way, because he is feeling like shit. And kudos to you, my friend. And so any... The stick and all I got, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. I'm ready to go, though. I'm, I'm fucking fired up today. So, um, town... This is a great one, by the way. This is almost like a good... A good uh, a good part of the uh, of the swamps here. Town employee quietly lowered fluoride level in water for years. Richmond VA. So residents of a small community in Vermont were blindsided last month by news that one official in their water department quietly lowered fluoride levels uh, nearly four uh, levels nearly four years ago, giving rise to worries about their children's dental health and transparent government and highlighting the endurant misinformation about water fluoridation. Katie Mahler, who lives in Richmond, a town of about 4,100 in northwestern Vermont, said at, as a, at a water commission meeting this week that her din- dentist recently found... This is the best part here. Her dentist recently found her, her two kids' first cavities. She acknowledged that they eat a lot of sugar, but noted that her dentist recommended against supplemental fluoride because the town's water should be doing the trick. Her dentist was operating and making professional recommendations based on standards we all have assumed were being met, which were, which they were not, Motter said. It's the fact that we didn't have the opportunity to give our informed consent that gets me. <laughs> Hold on a second here. You're going to force fluoride on everybody and somehow if you lower the levels that's not the informed consent how many people consented do you put in fluoride in the water to begin with right right and i love the way they frame this that anything opposing fluoridation of the water is misinformation you know yeah even though um you know so many of the studies out there uh first of all say it's unclear whether uh, you know ingesting fluoride um is uh actually has any benefit to teeth as apply as opposed to applying topically we know applying topically does have a benefit but we don't know if ingesting it does however we have a wealth of evidence showing that um ingesting fluoride is results in significant because fluoride is essentially a heavy metal uh, that does accumulate in the brain and in the uh, lymphatic system and it's been known to lower IQ of uh, of kids so if you go to a town where you have fluoridated water and you go to a town where they don't have fluoridated water on average, those kids, you know, the people's IQ in those towns without fluoridated water are like six to eight points higher. Yeah. On average. Oh, no, but that's and, information. And, and that was that was a Harvard study uh, yeah. that did that. And there's so here's the thing. I, I don't want to say that necessarily, uh, you know, fluoride in the water is a horrible thing. But, you know, there's a there's definitely enough evidence on both sides to say at least say that this is a a contested issue. This is not you know, settled science, 
But for whatever reason, the consensus on this has just been, you know, well, that's the way it is. You can't argue with that. But no, there's there's valid scientific arguments. And again, I'm not saying yes or no, but all things being equal, it would make sense not to put it on the water and let people, you know, purchase supplements if they wanted to. And I think that's the thing that gets me the most on this one is, look, look, we were in Pinellas County when we actually when when. Not just us, but a lot right. of people were able to convince the current city council to get rid of the fluoride out of the water. Well, we had a, a significant role in it. Yeah. Yeah, we had a role in yeah. it. And to see the reaction, like, I, look, you want to talk about the powerful getting fucking mad. Right. They had a concerted effort to get to get rid of every person on that council that voted for that. And they did. And they and they were successful. Yeah. And the media came out just like in a firestorm oh the in a frenzy man and um you know the the funny thing is and this is uh coincidental uh one of the largest industries in florida is phosphate mining and mosaic is one of the biggest um uh, if not the biggest phosphate mining company in the world they're huge here in florida um one of their byproducts that is a uh, a hazardous waste material is actually the exact type of fluoride that we put into our drinking water. So here's the thing. The EPA actually regulates this. So if, if Mosaic were to take this same exact fluoride and to dump it into the aquifer, they would be fined millions upon millions of dollars for polluting. Okay? But what they do is they actually package it and sell it to the municipalities and the counties and the water departments pour it into the the drinking water supply and it's okay and folks that's that's not you know some conspiracy theory that's literally how the system works yeah but they'll tell you what they and hold on let me let me give the devil's argument or the devil's uh whatever right they'll say it's low amounts it's not dangerous well with any heavy metal you know how much mercury is safe how much lead is mm-hmm. safe in your drinking water fluoride is among that same group of heavy metals yeah you know um so it, it's like you know <laughs> what if they were adding mercury to the water what if they were adding lead to the water um you know people would be going out of their minds but because fluoride does have a beneficial um you know, aspect in a certain regard of topical application of the teeth <laughs> the assumption is made that they can just put it in the water supply. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, it's just insane to me. And it, we got to take it out here in Pinellas County and within months. By the next election. By the next election. Everybody, and it was the first thing that they voted on. Oh, yeah. Like it was the first thing to put it back in the it water. It was n- number one item on the agenda. It was cr- it was insane. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Like out of all the issues going on, right? Like that one was such a like the newspaper, the Tampa Bay Times oh, the, lost their minds about the this media thing. went insane on it, and I, I never fully understood why. You know? Yeah, it, it didn't. It, like I gotta tell you, I was a little taken aback by it, just by uh, by how yeah, like how much they went with it. Though uh, they ruined Norm Roach's life over there, Pinellas County Commissioner Norm Roach. They ruined him. Yeah, you know. Oh, absolutely, they did. I, I felt so bad for that guy. He was a great guy. You know. Oh, Norm was. You know, and Norm was an example of a guy that was like a a, a like if you're gonna have an elected official, yeah, like Norm was a good one. Yeah, yeah, total grassroots. Uh, you know listened he did what won his election like used the phone book to win the win his first election yeah like it was he was really really good i feel bad for him yeah and it it is same with nancy you know the whole fluoride in the water follows the show i wonder if she listens hopefully she listens i think she does yeah actually so so and what was the other guy brickman i think was the guy the other guy's name yeah so they got rid of all three of them motherfuckers boy quick yeah yeah it wasn't even funny yeah it, it it really is crazy how um, look, there are some things out there that are just wild conspiracy theories and, you know, things like that. And they try to put this one in that category. And they, they do, but it, it's like you can't put this one in that category because, you know, the 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 if, if you're being rational and reasonable out of it, the, the worst thing that you can say about it is, 
you know, there's there's studies and science both ways, whether it's good or oh, bad. The best way you the best. That, yeah, that, that would be like, yeah, the the best thing you could say is, yeah, I can see that, you know, there's there's pros and cons either way and it could be harmful, you know, and if you're if you're realistically analyzing the situation, there's no way that you can say that yes, this is absolutely one hundred percent beneficial, and if you take it out, you're you're harming people. That's just crazy. But that's behold. But that's exactly what they say. I know the exact exact line they use is yeah. is that you're trying to hurt children. This is an and industrial he, waste product and, that you're putting into the water. And he, and hold on, hold on. The other thing is, is when you read the article, the woman who like the kid had cavities. Oh yeah, no, he eats a ton of sugar. Right. Hold on. Uh, hold on a second. So wait, wait a second here. You're mad because they lowered the fluoride levels in there, but you're feeding your kid the sugar. Right. Again, I'm not saying that that woman shouldn't or should feed her kid sugar. What I am saying is, is that there is definitely science out there that shows that giving kids sugar is going to cause like cavities in their fucking teeth. Well, just take responsibility for your own life and your kids' lives. Yeah. You know. And that's the thing. It's like, well, it's not my fault. It's it's it, we we they lowered the fluoride in the water. That's the problem. It's not me being a bad fucking parent. So it's <laughs> like, even when they write the articles, when you and again, they obviously people don't read the articles. Most people don't read the articles. It's funny how how so many times when you actually read the entire article that you get. You'll notice that the truth has to be in there a little bit, right? For you to go, oh, oh, okay. Well, obviously, then at this point, there's another problem here. But at any rate, moving on. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times we use study finds, but every time we use study finds, like the website studyfinds.org, they're always great articles. It's always it's always just kind of funny articles. So shower thoughts explained. Scientists figure out why we get great ideas while washing. <laughs> I guess you didn't find it funny. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Many people have been in the shower when that brilliant light bulb moment suddenly strikes. It can seem like a strange place to have great ideas, but researchers say shower thoughts are pretty common. Why do so many people get the spark of creativity while washing up? <laughs> Hold on. While previous research has suggested that people get more creative when their minds wander, a new study finds that those mindless tasks like showering aren't so mindless after all. I'm actually confused as to why you think this is so funny. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't understand why you think this story is so funny. I, I, you're naked in the shower and we're having a story about it? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just juvenile? <laughs> I mean, because it, it makes total sense to me. I, I, I get my best ideas while driving, actually. Because you're doing something mindless that yeah. allows your mind to wander. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's what they're talking about here. Yeah. Is that, you know, you're doing something truly boring that doesn't require any thought. <laughs> but, but why is that so funny to you? I don't know. Because you're laughing like a little kid and, you know. It just seems like it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know. Yeah. Because you, 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 don't, you don't actually take showers, though. You take baths with your little rubber ducky, right? No, I totally take showers. Mm -hmm. Do you? you? Yeah, I take showers. And I have a system for how I take a shower. Oh, of course you do. I, I, I mean, <laughs> of course you do. Yes, I do. Yeah. As in everything in my life. Is it uh, PFAC? I, I don't know what that means. Really? PFAC. Well, PFAC. What's uh, PFAC? You mean? got your you, you got your your standard shower, okay? And then you got your PFAC shower. What's PFAC? I, I again pits, face, ass, crotch, and let water get everything else. Yeah. That's your PFAC shower. Oh, I got you. you know, no, well, I clean. You're, you're in and out in about, you know, 73 seconds. No, I take a little bit more time than that. Well, no, I mean, that's a, that's when you do the full shower, you know, you're going head to toe and, you know, shampoo and conditioner and all that, you know, but but the PFAC is just the, you know. Oh, the quick in and get, out. Get her done. I don't do the PFAC. Yeah. I always do the full. Do you? I always do the full. Occasionally, I do the PFAC. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if I was really trying to hurry, I guess I would, but I, I can't yeah. think of a scenario in which I don't want to make sure I get... You know, like I, I want to make sure that's I get like it done. That's like the the basic. Because I brush my teeth in there too. 
In the shower? Yeah. Oh, that's odd. Using an electric toothbrush, actually. Do you have a mirror? What do I need a mirror for to brush my teeth for? No, I use a mirror. <laughs> I mean, hold on. Why do you need? But you don't need a mirror to brush your teeth. To I'm, floss, I'm not you shaving. Do. To floss, you do. Well, I'm not. I'm just brushing my teeth. I'm not. I'm oh, not flossing in the shower. You should floss. I'll make sure I yeah. work on that. Um. So, but in looking at this, though, it was just a nice study that you know. Again, it was kind of funny actually that I thought it was. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I, and I, I enjoyed when I saw it. I was like, oh, there you go. Okay. Because I do get my best ideas while I'm in the shower. By the way, I wish I had a pad and I wish I had a way to write notes while I was in the shower. Like that would be nice. I actually wish I had that. Maybe we could get you some fun writing soap. <laughs> you can write on the tile. <laughs> Do they have that? Yeah, they have that. I think my kids used to have that. Oh. And so they could draw. You the, should get that for me for Christmas. Uh, okay. Well, that'll be a stocking stuffer for you. Okay. It could be a Maybe, bit. Make it a bit if, for the show. If you're good. If I'm good? If you're good. All right. Well, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I'll do my best here. Um, okay. So this is the next article. Again, I there's a lot of different stuff that I saw this week that I wanted to put in the show notes that I thought was actually, that kind of tells bigger stories. Okay. So National Guard struggles as troops leave at faster pace. Soldiers are leaving the Army National Guard at a, at a faster rate than they are enlisting, fueling concerns that the coming year's units around the country may not meet military requirements for overseas and other deployments. Right. Now, let me read that again for the people in the back. The Army National Guard, which means they guard our country, may not meet military requirements for overseas and other deployments. Maybe the reason that you're having lower numbers is because when you join the National Guard, you don't think you're going to overseas. You think you're staying here. That's not necessarily true. Yeah. No. I mean, National Guard's been getting deployed for decades, man. Yeah. I was actually in the National Guard when I got deployed to, uh, you know, Iraq the first time. Uh, It's a problem. You know, and that's why I got married. Yeah. So. So for individual states which rely on their guard members for a wide range of missions, it means some are falling short of their troop totals this year, while others may fare better. But the losses come as many are facing an active hurricane season, fires in the West, and continued demand for units overseas, including combat tours in Syria and training missions in Europe for nations worried about the threats from Russia. According to officials, the number of soldiers retiring or leaving the Guard each month in the past year has exceeded those coming in for a total loss of about 7,500 service members. The problem is a combination of recruiting shortfalls and increasing the number of soldiers who are opting not to reenlist when their tour is up. Like, here's the thing. When you continue to have people overseas doing things that they shouldn't be fucking doing for the most part... This is the unintended or or intended consequence, whichever way you want to look at it. But this is the problem that you run into. Right. Like, because of our overseas wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, there are 22 service members a day that are committing suicide. This is what the neocons have brought us. Or or, or you want to talk about whoever, because it's on both sides at this point, though. Because these pro-war motherfuckers have gotten the the national guard to the point where now less people are going in than are leaving which means once they get in there and a lot of these guys that were joining the national guard are doing it like i want to do my 20 years so i can collect a paycheck for the rest of my life it's not even worth it to do that anymore no like they're stopping short of that yeah you got to figure you're you're definitely in a in a career in the national guard or reserves you're definitely getting uh, deployed uh probably a few times you know, you so. should never be deployed. It, look, and again, well, it's, I, I, I agree. High minded on this. I one, agree right? with you. How, however, having said that, it's 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 not anything new. It's really not. It's it's been going on for you know three decades now. Well, yeah. So. Here's the thing: it's been going on for a while, but I think that they've ramped it up a lot more. Maybe they were doing it on short term things before, but now again, they wrote Syria in here. Right. I didn't think we had troops in Syria. And we got the National Guard going to Syria? Sure. The Florida National Guard was in fucking Ukraine before Russia attacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My I want to say unit. that again. My old unit. A non... And again, let's go with the NATO thing. A non-NATO country, we had troops over there. Right. How about we bring those fucking troops home right away? 
Like we don't need, they don't need to be over there. This is a fucking problem. And this is only a, you know what this is? This, what this article highlights right now is that the American people don't want this because even the people that you're going to pay to send over there are like, I'd rather fucking, I'd I'd rather just quit. I'd rather not do my, do my numbers than I'd rather not do my time in the Florida national guard or the national guard than anything else. Yeah. And again, that's not being talked about in here of maybe we should reevaluate our foreign policy considering that we have a bunch of people that don't want to do this. I know a Marine reservist who's getting deployed to Taiwan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it goes on all the time. So this is why I blame. This is why I blame America. That's why I blame our elected officials for this stuff. I don't blame everybody else in the world. I blame our fucking elected officials for sending these people into places that we shouldn't be sending people to. We should definitely not be sending people to Taiwan right now. Well, again, it depends. Uh, do you want to let uh, let China take Taiwan and essentially uh, cripple our entire, you know, uh, our entire industry? Then declare war. Well, yeah. It's one or the other. Right. Look, this, this whole... This whole game that we're playing with Ukraine, with Taiwan, around the world, this whole fucking game that we're playing, they make matters worse. We make matters worse. We're not making matters better. Mm. I don't know about that. I mean, I get, you, I, you, I, you, you're I, free to disagree. I think, I, I think it's really a, on a case-by-case basis, whether we do or not. Okay, well, let's hold on. Yeah. Let's start with the first one. Let's start with Ukraine. Okay. Would you say that our involvement since 20... Again, let's let's just go back to 2010, 2010 to now. Has our has our involvement in Ukraine made things better or worse? I would say better. Really? Yeah. You really think that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would argue it made better. It's gotten us to the precipice of nuclear war. Uh, we were going there anyway. No, I, we I, weren't. Yeah, we were. So you, you can't look. Putin was going to do what Putin was going to do. It actually had very little to do with the NATO expansion. That, no, that's not. I, but, okay, look, I disagree with you on this one, yeah, obviously. You're just wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, though. I yeah. think I'm right. I think I'm you're spot listening, on fucking You're listening right. to Tucker Carlson and all the other, you know. No, you see, you know, here's the thing. I'm free to have my opinion on the matter. So if you want to argue the merits of my opinion, by right. all means, do that. But don't say that. Uh, that hey, hey, I'm here's always, the thing. Hey, like I'm just listening to Tucker Carlson. Really? I'm not really having my own opinion on the matter. I'm always just sucking Zelensky's dick. Okay, well, I'll stop saying that you're sucking. <laughs> okay, dick. okay, fair, fair point. enough. Fair, fair point. Enough. Fair point. But yeah, it's uh, look. I don't agree. Well, first of all, I don't even agree the United States of America should exist as a, a country. But having said that, um. You have to understand that even though we do a lot of really bad shit foreign policy wise, we're not always the bad guy. We're not always the cause of everything. You know, do we exacerbate the situation sometimes? Yeah. Do we make shit worse a lot? Yeah, we do. But in some cases, you know, we end up doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, and defending, helping to defend Ukraine from invasion is the right thing. So he rapes, but he saves, but he saves more than he rapes, is what you're saying. What? <laughs> it's a Dave Chappelle skit. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. He, I'm sorry oh, you no. didn't get that one. No. Hmm. Anybody listens to, that listens to the, any of the Chappelle stuff will actually get that joke and yeah. laugh pretty hard at that one. Well, yeah, and it's... <laughs> okay, l- listen, I'm not going to say that we don't have good intentions, but having the good intentions is not enough. We shouldn't be doing it. Whether we have good intentions or not is irrelevant, and whether there are some good things that come of it is also irrelevant. It goes the it goes the same with the police with that tool. You don't want to give somebody that power because they're going. Look, does everybody take advantage of it? No, but do some people take advantage of it? Yes, but that means you shouldn't have the tool. Oh, I I agree, man. <laughs> just like with, for, but it's just like with foreign policy. But you can't. We we can't affect the elections of other countries and expect the result. Because here's the thing: what comes with that is the corruption and the corporatism that goes along with it. Because that's what happened with Ukraine. You look, Biden and his family. Whether again, again, no matter what, 
They got millions of dollars from the Ukrainian government. Correct. The corrupt Ukrainian government that was supposedly the West-friendly one. But the West-friendly one was corrupt, and we weren't going to call them out on it because we were every, making money from it. Every single government on the planet is corrupt. But that's why we should stick to our own fucking business. Our business is corrupt. Well, yeah, but at least we can't you know, give our corruption to others. I mean, shit, man. The, the chairman of the, uh, the, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta has just been brought up on charges that he was using insider information from the Fed to trade on. I, you know, it's look, it's all fucking corrupt. So you can't look at it how the world should be, because the way the world should be is all these motherfuckers ought to be hanging from posts. That's Every true. single person in power, period, end of story. And, you know, it's just not the way the world is. So what we have to do is we have to accept the way the world is and try to say, okay, given the fact that these are the parameters of the reality in which we exist, what is the best possible outcome? Okay. Regardless of the root cause, regardless so that's what you have to look at it. And the best possible outcome is preventing um, Russia from taking over Ukraine and then moving on to Romania and moving into Poland and Latvia and Estonia and Lithuania and Finland, you know, and if any way possible to actually destroy the Russian government. That's the best possible outcome. Now, we want to try to do it without causing a nuclear war. Well, at least most people do. Um, but. You know, it's you got to do what you got to do because we can't have a repeat of 1939 where, you know, um, Chamberlain appeased Hitler and let him have Czechoslovakia. And then next thing you know, he rolled into Poland. OK, because I guarantee you, look, here's what Putin has done. Putin has uh, rolled into Chechnya, took that over. He rolled into Georgia, took a good chunk of that over. He rolled into Ukraine, took a good chunk of that over. You think he's going to just stop? You think he's going to just stop if he wasn't met with resistance? He wants to rebuild the czarist Russian Empire. He wants to relive Peter the Great. He wants that to be his legacy. And if we allow it, he will go all the way to the fucking Rhine. Okay. Let's just say for the sake of argument that you're right. I don't, I don't agree with you, but let's just say for the sake of argument that you're right. Okay, wait a second. I, before we go into that... I want to understand why you don't agree with me. If, if he's already, this is the third country now uh, that he has invaded and, and taken over that are neighbors of his that were formerly part of the Soviet Union or the Soviet bloc. Okay, this is the third one. Okay, uh, actually, fourth, fourth one. Okay. Um, what's going to stop him from taking a fifth or a sixth? Why would he stop at four? I, I don't know. Okay, well, and, and, and hold on. you disagreed with me. I was I was on. just trying to get to your thinking. But I don't that. care. Okay. Here's the thing. Do those people want to be taken over? No. So are they active? Here's the thing. It seems like these guys are meeting with no resistance when they go in there and do these things. They did. Hold on, with the exception of Ukraine. With the exception of Ukraine, because Ukraine... Really? Well, Georgia, too. Uh, now, I guess... Uh, okay, how about Chechnya? On. I'll take that one yeah. back. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. They, they, they are being met with... Tazikistan. Yeah. Okay, so let's just... Let's just say you're right. We have two options here. One, we as a society through Congress or whatever says, yep, let's do this. And you just fucking declare war. Then it's nuclear war. Here's the thing. Then that fucking around with it is the wrong, in, in my opinion, fucking around with it like this is the wrong way to do it. Either don't be involved or go all in. Mm-hmm. Don't half-ass it. I, I, look, in a perfect world, I would agree with you. In in, in but it, it makes what we're doing now makes the most sense. It really does. I, it, I again, I, I don't want governments to exist. I know. I, I, I don't want. I'm any sure of these it pains people. you to even make this argument right. Right, now. <laughs> but in the in the world in which we live, in the situ situation that exists today, the way we're handling it is probably the best possible way to do it. You know, I just I can't see it. I can't see it, man. I can't see it. But uh, but you know what, though? I will say this. I do think that you make somewhat of a you do make a, a, a at least a coherent point in this. You do make right. a point in this. I don't want to take away your point because you do make a good point. In this. Yeah. And again, I'm not really disagreeing with the philosophical position that you're taking on it. 
you know i would much rather us be you know switzerland man like not our circus not our monkeys yeah but you know (laughs) to to quote uh you know uh, um spider-man with great power comes great responsibility i mean it's did you just use a fucking marvel i did use a marvel. you really are sick right now like we do need to get you looked at you're gonna have to go see a doctor immediately following the show i'm not even sure if i'm because you just you just quoted fucking spite you just fucking quoted spider-man accurately yeah that was the word the other part about it was you just did it accurately (laughs) jesus christ but uh uncle owen no that was star wars what's the uncle's name uncle ben uncle ben yeah yeah like anyway um but yeah it's uh yeah it's the way we've handled it so far makes the most sense for the situation it, it really does and you know i hate to say it because you know fuck all these guys but you know i <laughs> I, I, I if if i were president of the united states i don't think i would have done much different you know that's the weird part you know okay and that's why at the Here's beginning the thing, of this though, episode given Given, okay, I understand your point of given where you were at, what you would have done, but I also think that if you were president for earlier than that, then we wouldn't have gotten to the situation that we're in either. Yeah, we would have. If, here's the thing, if Putin knew that there were absolutely no consequences from us for invading Ukraine, he would have gone ahead with it much earlier. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, look, the deterrent is there. You know, it, the, whole, the whole reason he hasn't used nukes is because of our deterrent. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if it wasn't for that, if we said we're not going to we're not going to do a damn thing, no matter what you do. And even if the Ukrainians without any of our assistance could hold him off, he would have used a nuke by now. Mm. You know, or might, more. Might have been something. Might, might, might be something so, to that. It, it, again, it's. I just hate our. Look, I, I, I think I that we cause more. We cause a lot of these we problems do. with we, our. We cause, with our meddling. We do. You we know, do. And, You're we, not wrong. and we don't have the moral leg to stand on at this point anymore. Mm, not really. And that's no. where I. I, I, I we, look, we've got more of a moral leg than Russia or China um, because we no longer. We did at one point, but we no longer engage of wars of conquest. Russia and China still engage in wars of conquest where we go in, we take over places, we annex them. You know, we say this is now our territory. We don't do that anymore. We haven't done no, that. We're for much more subtle. Years. We're much more subtle. Yeah. We install puppet governments that do our bidding for us. Eh, well, that doesn't always work out for us. I no, mean, you're right. Because yeah. half ass never works. Well, no, no, no. That's I, I don't even think we I think we make attempts to install puppet governments. But I think in a lot of cases, we just allow elections to happen. You know, and you end up with the Taliban well, and in, we in ba- Afghanistan. Well, but we you know? but we end up backing some of these people and well, you, making sure that they win. Yeah, but you you have to back somebody that you know is is gonna has the capability of winning. It's not like you can just bring in, uh, you know, uh, hey, yeah, uh, now Joe Smith is going to be the president of Afghanistan from now on. Uh, he's originally from Cleveland, and uh, well, it's got to be somebody from the country, right? I, I know, but that's what I'm saying is is. It, it's only within reason that we can back these people. So to say that it's puppet governments, and to some degree it is. It's there's totally puppet governments. No, though. it's not. It's not because if that was, are you saying that the first government we installed in Iraq wasn't a complete puppet fucking government? Which one? The first one we installed in Iraq right after we invaded. Um, I well, I wasn't that an interim government. Wasn't that just designed to be a placeholder until the elections were held? Well, yeah, but hold on, though. They also got incumbent advantage. Yeah, wh- whatever, dude. I, I I don't know, and I don't care, and I'm just saying your problem. I'm actually agreeing with you that in a lot of these cases, we make our own problems. Yeah. You know, the fact that we went into Iraq at all, we had no fucking business doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was all predicated on a complete and utter lie with the whole WMD thing. Oh, yeah. So we're in agreement. I'm just saying is you tend to make you it, put more into the you put more of the gray area there and I try to make things more black and white. Exactly. You it's a fair point. You you again you you fall for the teams mentality I think a lot is that if America is doing something the other guy must be good cuz we have to well, be the bad guy. I don't guy. think that here's the thing. I don't think that the other side's good either though. I think that kind of miss uh, miss uh 
That kind of mis kind of characterizes but, my viewpoint. Well, on it. not good necessarily. It's an, I focus but it's my responsibility always, on us, not on the other people. Yeah, but it's always like a hundred percent our fault. You know what I'm saying? Which because we can control our own actions, and other countries can't. Well, yeah, but we're not. They're not over here. We're over there. Uh, and how how can we possibly control our own actions? Oh, by how, not doing it. How can we? Uh, who is this we you're talking about? I'm pretty sure every time I ask the government for something, they don't listen to me. I've tried and failed. You know, so I have Can absolutely I have some more porridge. Please? I have absolutely zero fucking I influence meant, on the look, government. I meant we as the United States of America. Right. See, it, to me, I don't even think of we the United States of America anymore. The United States of America is an entity that exists that I happen to be just through the circumstances of my birth part of. But I have no, absolutely no influence on it whatsoever. I have no pride in it because nothing I do affects it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, how I, And I take no responsibility for it either. Yeah. Because... You know, look, man, if, if anyone tried to do something about it, it was me. And it was clear that I had absolutely no influence on any of it. You know, well, I wouldn't say you had no influence on I it, no fucking influence. No, you no, did a little bit. Give me a fucking break. All right. Let's get to the next article here. You're, you're, you're too depressed today. I am. Man. And so I, you my need, head's not. In a good and here's place. the thing. What you needed to take, though, was some ketamine. Yeah, never you tried that. Ketamine. Actually, ketamine reduces depression symptoms within hours. Here's how the psychedelic drug works so fast. This is an article from uh, Brain Tomorrow, which I'm sure is actually with study finds. Like they, they're together somehow because both the websites basically look the same, except for one says Brain Tomorrow, the other one says Study Finds. I don't know if you'd ever noticed that or not. I've never seen the site until I'm just opening it now. Oh. Most antidepressants take about three weeks to take effect, while studies consistently show ketamine works within hours. However, the mechanism which makes the drug work has remained unclear. Now, researchers from Paris Brain Institute have discovered one answer that explains ketamine's lightning-fast course of action. Uh, close to a third of depressed patients don't respond well to conventional therapies, with doctors classifying them as having treatment-resistant depression. Mental health issues can be aggressive, um, which makes finding effective treatment population absolutely imperative. Uh, affecting treatment... Treatment population of imperative. To explore this, the researchers conducted a clinical study of 26 TRD patients and 30 healthy controls. Both patients and healthy participants had to estimate their probability of 40 negative events that could possibly occur in their lives, such as getting into a car accident, having a doctor diagnose them with cancer, or misplacing their wallet. <laughs> that does make you depressed. Uh, study authors then revealed the risk associated with each uh, with each event occurring relative to the general population to each participant after the team posed the same question to them in order to see how their thoughts changed when presented with the statistics. Their results show that after receiving information to help put things in perspective, the healthy participants changed their answer to reflect more realistic outcomes. Unfortunately, the answer from depressed patients didn't show the trend. The researchers then distributed ketamine to TRD patients and repeated the experiment. They received three doses of ketamine within one week, but didn't. But it didn't even take that long to notice a positive change. Just four hours after receiving the first dose, the patients were able to think with more optim, uh, think more optimistically. They were less sensitive to upsetting information, had a firmer grip on receiving new facts in a similar way to the healthy controls. Now. The reason that I put this story in here and I wanted to bring it up was this is another one of those like invisible negative effects of the drug war. And what I mean by that is by just rant, just by blanket saying that everything is bad, that nothing is good, that there's no medical use to any of this stuff, that it would it, it stopped the research for decades on these types of drugs. Well, not necessarily. The CIA has been working on it the whole time. Well, okay. <laughs> they would do a great job making super soldiers, you know? <laughs> All right. So good, good, good research was not done on this. Bad research what? by the fucking CIA. Wait, wait, wait. Hang, hang on. You're talking about, you know, happy-go-lucky killing machines is bad research? <laughs> Come on, man. That's just the kind of thing you want. They weren't making them happy-go-lucky. They were trying to make berserkers. Yeah. 
kill a bunch of kids and, you know, you're d- d- not depressed about it. You know, <laughs> what could be better? <laughs> uh, right. So hold on. Back to what I was saying is that the fact that we've gone so long without researching these types of drugs have been a problem that, again, how many people have died because of depression? A lot. That have committed suicide because of depression. Right. How many less of those people would have committed suicide if their proper research was done for things like uh, uh, for ketamine or uh, uh, LSD or whatever, what, right. name the drug. Yeah. If, that, if the proper research would have been done, how many of those lives would have been saved? Now, could be a few, could be hundreds of thousands. Again, I don't really know. And so I'm kind of just spitballing on this one, but it's got to be some. It's got to be some. And there was no justifiable reason to make it so illegal that scientists couldn't research it. This is different than even well, making it legal. Maybe it's just God's will that we're depressed. Yeah? <laughs> it's, it's a bad Could week. Be. It's a bad week to bring this article up, by the way. <laughs> right. This is a bad week to bring this article up, man. Uh, I should have held on to this one for next week. No, I did not realize that this was going to be I'm, a bad week. I'm, this I'm week. stopping on the way home and finding some ketamine, man. I'm breaking into a veterinary hospital. <laughs> Because it, hey, God, isn't ketamine actually a horse tranquilizer? Uh, That's what I thought. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with it at all. So, so. hold on. Uh, so, hold on. Uh, this research is the first of its kind to shine a light on the cognitive me- uh, mechanism involved in the rapid effects of ketamine therapy. It helps neurological n- neurologists and healthcare professionals have more confidence in alternative antidepressant therapies that may soon support a greater number of patients. The team also points out that more research is imperative, largely due to the many side effects that ketamine can cause. Careful consideration and in individualizing dosing may help study this drug and apply to widespread clinical practice. So it, it's just... Uh, yeah. Ah. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're finally getting around to the point where we're looking at these things. So, all right. Hold on. How much time we got left? Uh, a couple minutes. Oh, we got time, right? Yeah. All right. So, the last article I wanted to bring up, this was an NPR article. And it says, which indigenous lands are you on? This map will show you. And then... Uh, President Biden became the first president to officially recognize Indigenous Peoples Day in 2021 and did so again this year. It falls on the same day as Columbus Day, which was established by Italian-American groups to celebrate their heritage and to acknowledge the mistreatment of the immigrant groups in the U.S. Indigenous Peoples Day is a time of reflection, recognition, and celebration of the role of Native people have played in U.S. history, as NPR has reported. One way to mark this day is to learn about Indigenous history year-round, which is to learn which Native lands you live on. Acknowledging an area's original inhabitants and stewards is a valuable process, albeit a complex one, as the National Museum of American Indians explains. The museum suggests reaching out to local indigenous communities for guidance involving formal land acknowledgments, which can be offered at the start of public and private gatherings. Many places in the Americas have been home to different native nations over time. Let me say that again. The key sentence here. Many nations in America have been home to different nations over time. Right. Why is that? Um, Because they fought over land and took territory and stuff like that. So these supposed perfect people that we somehow oppressed, which don't get me wrong, we had something to do with it. We totally did. But hold on a second. Were they oppressing each other? Yeah. Hmm. Of course. Hmm. That's interesting. Why? Here's the thing. I'm not saying that... I'm going to get to the point here. Hurry up. I'm not saying in this part that it's not worth it to talk about the indigenous people. But let's give a full accounting of history. These people weren't perfect. These people weren't fucking saints, and we came over and fucking took them all over. Look, we won the battle. They got fucking casinos. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) All right, great. All right, hour number two is coming up. If you want to hear hour number two, though, you got to go to patreon.com slash unintended baggage. And thank you, Adrian. You, You did better than I thought you would. We'll see you on the other side.